welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot. Uh, the podcast coming to you live from the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host, Paul Hutchinson, and I am joined as ever, to my right, by the director of football at Bluefoot, Rod Stiles. How are you? Very well, thank you for asking. <laughs> um, well, here's what we're going to get through, if we can. Mm. Uh, look back at what was seemingly a pretty low-key weekend of uh, Premier League football, except for the City Spurs game. Plenty went on there, and we have our first guest uh, on the podcast. Uh, we've invited Man City Supporters Group Membership Coordinator, uh, Christy Hummel-Rosen, and she's going to come on talk about her club and why they are out of the running for the title race after that draw. That will then preview the games involved in our resident supporters groups, as well as any other games that we think are interesting. And of course, we'll finish off with uh, A or B, uh, the odds and ends of football that's made us happy this week. So if everyone's okay with that, let's get on with it. Uh, We want you to be involved, as always. We are footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromfoot on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the back catalogue of podcasts on soundcloud.com slash footy from the foot if you've been listening and like them tell two friends and if you don't like them tell five friends okay uh, it was the first weekend of bundesliga football uh, Bayern munich played Hertha berlin on the friday noon game i didn't see very much of this so i'm gonna hand over to rod yeah uh, hi everybody i'm um, disappointing result for munich they drew 2-2 at home to Hertha berlin couple of dodgy referee decisions, I have to be honest, but it seemed a weird weekend in whole, actually, all around Europe, because Barcelona lost their first game due to an 89th-minute goal by a veteran 38-year-old striker, Duriz. He scored an overhead scissor kick in the 89th minute. He came on as a substitute. That was fantastic. Right. But Paris Saint-Germain lost their opening game 2-1 to Rennes. Yeah, yeah an interesting Europe. weekend. Yeah. We also had the second round of Premier League games. The first game that was unfortunately too early to be shown at the Bluefoot uh, was the Arsenal-Burnley game. Uh, Arsenal win out 2-1. 2-1, yeah, he did indeed, yeah. Um, obviously, Burnley came back to draw. Level the game, sorry, and Arsenal saw the game out 2-1, yeah. Nice performance again. The young Spanish lad from Real Madrid looking really good. They're about to erect a statue for him, I believe. Arsenal, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, it, it looks like a very... Uh, a player very well suited to the Prem. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Running around like an idiot and a bit of skill about him. So, yeah, I think he'll do oh, all definitely. right. But, yeah, I think that first half late goal for Burnley, I bet that had a lot of uh, Goon fans thinking, here we go again. Well, the goal was coming as well, to be fair. They had a couple of shots, uh, chances before that. And um, both strikers scoring, so that's um, a, a positive for them too. But yeah, Definitely, a, yeah. A good win. Burnley doing all right, so they'd probably take a 2-1 at that point. Villa and Bournemouth played at uh, 7 a.m. That was probably the most uh, significant of the games for us uh, here at Bluefoot. A straight one, too, actually, in the first sort of opening little salvo. And yeah. as much as Villa huff and puff and they look really good on the attack, there's little or no end product apart from the goal they scored, which was a cracking goal. But you just hope their fortunes change before their, um, their confidence dips. Supporting a team as I do who are, has done a fair amount of trying to survive in a league it just smacked of like just always something happens like a goalie giving a pen away in the for first sure minute. yeah yeah the first home game of the season it's yeah. it's not ideal is it yeah giving the ball away on your own eighteen yard box for someone to absolutely lash home it just, yeah all of those sorts of things can uh, conspire yeah exactly and then you're you're missing 
chance after chance after chance. The ball just wouldn't drop for them. It, it, it was really quite sad. But now it makes Friday's game very important. Too. Another of the games at uh, 7 o'clock was Southampton versus Liverpool. Probably a little bit of a hangover from Istanbul. Oh, must be, yeah. Yeah, Adrian kind of drops a bit of a clangor by uh, giving Ings an assist. And who also, by the way, Ings had a really good chance to level that up. He did, the yeah. And uh, didn't take it. No. no, and the goal definitely was a replication of the European Cup final goal. Yeah, two really high bits of quality from uh, uh, Firmino and Mane uh, with their goals. And so that was the difference, really. Yeah. Any of the other games from uh, 7 o'clock, there was uh, Norwich versus Newcastle. Um, yeah, Pookie is a football genius. Four <laughs> goals so far. Yeah, looking really good. The home crowd are so up for it as well. It, it, it was really quite exciting to watch. And um, you guys are in trouble now. Yeah. Okay, um, we'll, we'll cover the game later on, but they're away to Tottenham now this weekend. And yeah, doesn't yeah. get easy, does it? Let's be not, honest. Not, not at all. So, yeah, hashtag Bruce out, hashtag Ashley out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> then the late game on Saturday was uh, City versus Spurs, which we touch on uh, in our chat with Christy, so we'll uh, we'll leave that for, for now. Sunday, uh, Sheffield United, uh, Crystal Palace. Um, Sheffield United became the first team since Norwich in April 2012 to name a fully British and Irish starting eleven in consecutive Premier League games. Round of applause. <laughs> and they had another goal scorer, didn't they? That, yeah. Uh, has scored in all four divisions. All now. four divisions, yeah. Second time in, in two weeks, so... <laughs> and the on. crowd loved it. They, and yeah, exciting times. Unlike Villa, who couldn't manage to get the win due to their good play, Sheffield United did, and must have that win, which is all good for confidence. And I think they might be okay this season. Whereas Palace are looking poor. Yeah, they they seem to get off to bad starts, don't they? Yeah. And then end up being okay, but would prefer for their season to start much better than this. We then have uh, Chelsea versus Leicester. Chelsea just. Um, well, took one of their chances, but had plenty more. Well, they the came out half. the blocks crazy. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they got a goal. Mason Mount got his first senior goal for Chelsea. And then the second half, Leicester were by far the better team. Um, they took one of their chances, but had several others also. So probably on the uh, the face of it, it was just the right kind of result. Yeah, really. fair result. Yeah. Uh, another game that Frank Lampard hasn't won now. So again, the pressure on him is now mounting. It's... Um, yeah. There's pressure points all over the Premiership this weekend. Yeah, and final Monday night game was Wolves entertaining Manchester United. Pogba, Mr. Penn, having mm. taken the ball off Rashford and a brilliant equaliser from Neves made it one apiece. Again, probably a fair result. Totally fair result, yeah. But now uh, Solskjaer has actually said that Pogba's not allowed to take a penalty. So let's hear how he reacts to that news. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, seeing Rashford lash one on in the first week seem to make much sense but uh, you know crazy uh, senior players pulling rank maybe I don't know but uh, yeah they missed the pen and that was that <laughs> um, alright we'll break there and then when we come back uh, we'll have uh, our chat with Christy from the Manchester City Supporters Group alright we have our first guest on the podcast We've invited Christy. Hi. <laughs> Hi, guys. She is the the membership coordinator of the Manchester City Supporters Group here in San Diego. Thank you for coming on. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. So what we're going to try and do on this podcast is have lots of different members of uh, different supporters groups on. 
I'm going to ask him the same question to all my way. Why are you a city? It actually started as a joke. I worked with a guy who was a massive United supporter. He was actually from Manchester, so that made it a little more okay. The fact that he could talk about nothing else was really irritating. And they do like to talk. They do like to talk, and it was around 2002, probably, I would say. So he you know, was feeling like he had things to talk about. Of course, yes. Basically, so you were trolling someone. Basically, yeah, basically, together. I was trolling him. <laughs> I I would talk about how one day City was going to rise to the top and be supreme, wow. and of course they, I think they just come back up the year before right. or that season. Oh, you were the so noisy I was, neighbor. Then. I was being, I was embodying the noisy neighbor, and really Sweet. the only things I knew about Man City was a they existed and b they were blue and it's my favorite color. I am kind of impressed with myself that all of my ridiculous predictions that I was just making up kind of have come true. Perfect, yeah. So this is kind of a stupid question, but we're going to ask everyone this one anyway. Why are you still a city fan? Well, for years it was just sort of something that I kept a little bit of tabs on because I, I, I worked weekends, I worked in theater, and I worked weekends back then and didn't really have any outlet for watching matches. was a little interested. I'd been a fan as a kid when I lived in Europe. Um, but it really lost touch and would just sort of check in every once in a while. But it seemed like every time I got on a plane to go to London to visit friends, I would get a highlights package on the plane that would have city highlights. So I kept touch for a few years, sort of just seeing things or seeing you know things on the news when I was there or reading sure. you know the back page of someone else's sports uh, magazine on the tube. And I, it's that thing of once you know something exists, you just keep seeing it. I became sort of more and more infatuated with them and started doing a little bit of research into who they really were, and I'd done a little bit at the time to keep my joke going, but nothing terribly serious. And um, then I actually made an effort to start watching their matches, and it became love. So um, who would have been the manager when you first started? Uh, when I really assisting? started seeking out and watching matches, I think... Mark Hughes had just taken over. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I really don't go back that that far in terms of watching on a regular basis, but I also, it had never occurred to me that there was a way to watch here. Right. Yeah, because everybody seemed to follow Manchester United. Exactly. Because that was the team on San Diego TV, wasn't it? Well, and, and honestly, I knew that people went to the Shakespeare to watch matches. That's really course, the only yeah. thing I knew about, but yeah. it seemed like a really guy-centric thing, and I didn't have any friends who were into it, so... Yeah. I wasn't really comfortable with the idea of going no. myself. I wasn't sure if I'd be welcome. Yeah. It took me until I think the first time I walked in the door to watch a match there was the 2010-2011 uh, season. Oh, okay. And nobody talked to me, which was okay. Yeah, it was right. better than I was expecting. And then by the next season, people were starting to talk to me. And Good. then yeah. eventually we moved here, of course. Yep. And home by, the time, by the time we'd moved here... We had sort of a nice, solid little group of people. Like, we have a resident Spurs fan here. Oh, yes, indeed. You had a bit of a, a ding-dong just recently. Uh, Did we? Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> you mean our best player already has? He had VAR. <laughs> our new star oh, striker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, But also, the Champions League was kind of what I was like. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. That was That was hard. I mean, honestly, when it went the way that it did, I was unhappy about it, but I just wanted you guys to do the business yeah, in that thank case. You. I know, I know. Thank you, yeah. No, it was, it was weird. Basically, we lost the game, and two minutes later, in fact, it was you, Paul, it was pointing to the TV for me to actually look up. 
and I remember just crumpling to my knees and crossing myself and couldn't actually it, it, it's too much the emotion is too crazy yeah it's yeah. really yeah. ridiculous yeah. That. I mean, yeah. just, and I can't imagine what it must have felt like for you guys because it was so to be on the receiving end. weird yeah. to not know how to celebrate a win because it felt like a complete loss. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't yeah. here with you guys at the time. I was up in Canada, right. and I was at one of the biggest uh, city pubs in Excellent. North America. They have an amazing group. I mean, I yeah. had to turn up way, way early to make it in the door, even. And the atmosphere in that room was not like anything I'd ever no. felt in my life. No. And they've got a really large expat community, so we had a lot of, you know, sort of hardcore, long-time, lifelong. And it was just, it was it was hard. I had to go out for a three-mile walk after that in the cold in Toronto. To be fair, it was hard to celebrate here. Yeah. It, 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 no, I'd be serious. <laughs> because you do have a little bit of empathy at that moment. It's like, and I don't know where I am mentally at that moment. It's like, I've, I've come to terms with, we're Spursy. <laughs> here we go again in the last second. Oh, but no, we have a new friend now. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Var. Yeah, and, uh, me and Mr. Var, we're not, we're not happy with yeah. each other. And then, yeah, it kind of happened again, didn't it? The weekend. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it did. <laughs> but I mean, I, we, we deserve the joy of the weekend. We defended stoically. <laughs> and I will say that it shows just how far City has come since yes. I've started following them, that once upon a time, I would have thought that that was great. Yeah. You drew and a game. Well we're, we're in a place now where draws feel like losses, <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm completely comfortable with that, honestly. It's going to hurt when this era is over and we go back to being mediocre, and it's going to happen someday. Which I mean, actually, it always happens someday. But that brings me to the point about Pep Guardiola, who seems to have taken up his intensity this season to another level. And I was reading a report that he's kind of done that at clubs where he feels he can't get nothing else out of the players. So he becomes this possessed intensity guy. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I haven't read this. I, I definitely right. am noticing that he's seeming a yes, bit high-strung, but he frequently is a strung. bit high-strung. Yeah, so he seems to have gone up a level, though. I, we're going to have to watch and see yeah. where that goes. And I think that there are some people who are going to deal with it just fine. And I think that we're going to see some people who can't handle I that kind of intensity. I believe that's what's going to happen. I think that's going to be your stumbling block, maybe. And I think that season. that may be part of the deciding factor on how things work out with Mendy if he actually gets sure, healthy yeah. because he's such a goofball. Plus, you know, oftentimes he'll uh, do that with opposition players. I was yeah. at Redmond the other, like, a couple of seasons ago yeah. where he kind of, like, grabbed hold of the fella and yeah. <laughs> told him what he should be doing. <laughs> now it's a yeah. rising defenses. <laughs> and, yeah, so. I, but that is one of the things I kind of love about him, yeah. though, is teacher. he yeah. really, really wants to teach people. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, I feel sort of sorry for these people who are getting grabbed by him, but at the same token, it's kind of delightful to watch that it's not necessarily one of our players, it's whoever he sees something about that he thinks is a spark that could be improved, and he just grabs them and lecturing them. It's crazy, but it's kind of charming. Would you take the Champions League instead of the Premiership this year? Do you think that's that's the Holy That's a hard one. I, I personally don't particularly care about the Champions League. Wow, I mean, same a lot of city fans. It's a weird city mentality that we sort of care more. We care more about the league than we do about yeah. Champions League. By the same token, a couple of my player, favorite players are coming to the end of their careers, and that's the big thing missing from their treasure chest. 
And so there is a part of me that wants to see Deb Silva, wants to see Aguero, wants to see Fernandinho win it with City. Yeah. And I think Pep wants it bad, doesn't he? It's his stumbling block at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Against uh, Spurs, actually, he didn't play the bone of it in the first leg. And and Mm -hmm. it kind of was almost like, I'm going to try and get away with a a leg. If we're going to lose any game against Spurs, it's going to be this one. (laughs) And almost it was... It was a very strange decision. It was a strange building. Um, it was during a period where De Bruyne had been just coming back from injury and had been sort of being in and out of our side over the month or so before that with some injury problems. So yeah. it seemed maybe not the best choice to me, but it did sort of considering how tight the schedule was at that point. He yeah. wasn't going to be able to play every single game. Yeah. And I think it was... Uh, probably learn from that one maybe this year and that I, I do think that Champions League is going to be more of a, a, a concern for him this time. I think so big time, yeah. I really I, do. But I'm, I think maybe as well that he thought that a defeat to Spurs at White Hart Lane could be overturned. That we could come back from that, for sure, yeah. For sure, yeah. I think this season it's the holy ground for him. You have just been back to the UK. I have. And you saw I think the Community Shield. I saw the Community Shield. Fantastic. Great game. It was crazy. Um, Wembley was the biggest cauldron of noise I have ever been inside of in my life. And I've been there a couple of times for other things, but I had never been there for something that, that was that intense, considering it's sort of a nothing prize in a lot a great of ways. Game, though. Disconcerting. That is amazing. Yeah, how often do you get back to? Do you go back to see games or anything? Or? I do. Um, my work schedule sort of allows for one big break every fall, and so I go over and I rent a flat usually for between three weeks and a month in London. I do day trips up to Manchester to see matches. Sometimes I'll stay over for a couple of days. I think we can safely say she's a fan, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm I'm going back to Manchester in the next couple of weeks. Do you have any kind of favorite places? I do, but I'm a total geek, and I'm frequently a woman traveling alone, and that makes kind of a difference. Um, I've got, you know, bars that I like going to when I'm there with my husband, but I'm rarely there with my husband, and I don't tend to go out a lot at night by myself as a woman traveling alone. Um, but weirdly, my favorite places in Manchester are the library. I know, I know, but it's, it's beautiful, fabulous. Though. It's warm. The toilets are clean. <laughs> and it's very comfortable for hanging out when it's really cold out and you need to kill some time. How about, uh, any thoughts on the game this weekend? You've got one week. Nice and early start, I mean, six o'clock. Yeah. It should be an absolute shellac in that, really, shouldn't it? I, 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 I never want to say that. I never want to say that. I Honestly, some of our worst matches when Guardiola first arrived were with little sides that we thought were going to be and easy. And both of turns up on a day. When they're not directly in my line of vision, I always kind of cheer for them to do well, just because I like the pluck of them, frankly. <laughs> Never assume that anything is going to go well. I've been a City yeah. fan for long enough to wow, know that like there's so many ways for everything to go wrong. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, if people are interested in becoming City fans or City fans in San Diego, where should they go? And who um, if you look up on Facebook, if you look up Manchester City fan San Diego. We have a closed group, but you can send a request and we will add you. And you can follow along on what's going on with uh, Man City in terms of 
when we're going to be pla- when our group is going to be places in town on our brand new less than a week old Instagram, which I believe is San Diego Citizens. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, thanks to uh, Christy for coming in. Uh, that was recorded um, a little earlier. Uh, that's definitely something that we want to uh, start doing, inviting people on, got interesting things to say, uh, certainly about the San Diego uh, football scene. Next, we preview the uh, next round of games. Um, as we mentioned, Friday afternoon, there is the Villa versus Everton game. Uh, Everton have got a decent start, haven't they? Not conceded a goal yet? No, they look, they look, yeah, they look solid. And now, as we touched upon earlier in the podcast um, this has become somewhat of a must win game now for Villa before that pressure really cranks up on them yeah and you've got to fancy chances against Everton if you are going to stay in the league you've got to think yeah. you're going to get something out of these sorts of games and soon you? the comparisons to Fulham last season buying all these players and stuff are going to reel ahead <laughs> unfortunately and um, it was obviously a different situation in Villa to buy all the players because they had so many players on loan last season so yeah, different, different ball game at all I, I think they'll get a draw, to be honest. I mm. think Everton are good enough for the draw. Okay, yeah. I tend to agree with that, I think, really. The too early to show at Bluefoot game on Saturday is Norwich versus Chelsea. And I don't think Chelsea are going to particularly enjoy doing that. No, really. <laughs> no I, I actually think Norwich will turn out winners of this game as well. They, they seem to... Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw what they did to Newcastle, so mm. back to game with the home crowd. Chelsea will not be relishing this trip. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a long way as well, Norwich. It might as well be uh, like in Norway. It's, you know. <laughs> For sure, yeah. And if you get stuck behind a caravan. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're absolutely done I, for. No, you are done for. <laughs> I know that area pretty well. <laughs> um, so the three o'clock kickoffs, I'll just rush through some of these. It's not a great deal uh, that's uh, too appealing. Uh, Brighton, Southampton game. South Coast Derby. Yeah. Sheffield United, Leicester, uh, Watford. Intriguing fixtures, yeah. yeah. Watford, West Ham. I mean, crumbs, both of us. Probably the pick of those is yeah. the United Palace game. Yeah. Both teams kind of, you know. I can see United winning that one quite comfortably. Yeah. I can see Sheffield United beating Leicester. And West Ham should be beating Watford. Watford have had a pretty poor start to the season. I yeah. do worry for them this season as well. Mm-hmm. They had a really bad back end last season. I think they lost 13 out of 15 games. That seems like a good game for both of them to have right now. Yeah. A real six-pointer already, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the late game is probably the biggest game of the, uh, the weekend. Uh, Liverpool are at home to Arsenal. So a top-of-the-table clash already. Indeed it is. 100% record for both teams. The only two standing. That's so true. one of them has to go. Yeah. Arsenal's new energetic midfield versus probably a, a team that have played, well, at least two more competitive games more mm-hmm. than Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of the case I'd make for Arsenal getting a result there. Or you could argue it might be an absolute shellacking. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure, yeah. Could be I actually way. see a high-scoring draw, maybe. Right. Again, yeah. It's yeah. Um, I can't go either way, to be honest, because Liverpool didn't look great against Southampton. Mm-hmm. They look a little jaded this season. You know, Needs to be more rotation, I think, this this year. Yeah, so, uh, maybe they don't really have any new blood either, do they? So, uh, Oxlade Chamberlain, yeah, he's back now. Yeah, obviously, yeah. But also got a lot of new blood in that team. They they look more energized, you know. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, at the same time, nine thirty a.m. Pacific, 
is the Bayern Munich Schalke game. Schalke were involved in an absolute barn burner of a nil-all draw mm-hmm. in the first game of the season. Uh, at, but they also have a, a US uh, national team player to watch, Weston McKinney. Uh, he's playing for Schalke. Uh, so that, that's some kind of uh, American interest. Again, uh, yeah, in that good. Um, can't really comment too much about uh, this game, but I think Bayern Munich will fancy their chances a Schalke team that uh, kind of around a bit sort of mid-table. Well, they got the debut of Coutinho as well from Barcelona. He's just joined them on a season on loan with a few to buy. So that'll be an interesting look at it as well. Yeah. Move big game. move for that player. It is. I mean, that's, they tend to do that, don't they? I get these players on loan for a little while. Like sure. they yeah. didn't they? As well uh, in the past. So let's see if he gets a game. The Sunday game, Bournemouth versus Manchester City. We've already talked a wee bit about that. Uh, Conversation we had earlier, and then Tottenham versus Newcastle. Uh, as we've already said, there's pressure on the big pressure on Newcastle. We said, yeah. So yeah. I'd be interested to see what, which uh, team turns out for Tottenham as well. I know there's a load of problems at the moment with Tottenham. Apparently, there's been a massive fallout with him and Pochettino. Okay. That's why he only made the bench for the second game. Was totally left out of the squad for the first game. And um, interesting to see. And will we see Lusanzo play the new guy from Villarreal? So I'm quite excited to see him. Struck his stuff. Seems like a good uh, time to be playing Newcastle. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the final game, um, Wolves Burnley. I think Wolves um, are involved in Europa League action. That's why they're playing on a Sunday. Yeah. They play Torino. That's right. It's yeah. a good game for that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so and, uh, you really wouldn't want to be playing Burnley after playing uh, on a Thursday. No. So <laughs> at least they have home advantage and with the crowd behind them. They, they showed up second half against Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, it just takes a lot of getting used to playing two games in a week. And well, everybody wants the European competition, but this Europa League on the Thursday night, speaking as a Spurs fan, who I have for many years, <laughs> yeah, it becomes very tiresome. I think we went like a whole season where we didn't actually win a game on a Thursday after Europa League games. Yeah. I mean, on a Sunday after Europa League games on a Thursday. So it does become this, yes, we want the success, but yeah. <laughs> There'll probably be some tailing off in their league form. Uh, yeah, they like eventually won't. They? But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they juggle um, juggle those yeah. games and where the priorities lie. All right, let's take a little break there, and when we come back, we'll uh, have a little bit of uh, AOB. Okay, any other business? Well, uh, yeah. Start off with oh. our good friends. Yeah, get married. Yeah, Mikey and Brazil got married on Sunday. Mikey, a big Arsenal fan here. At the Bluefoot, so massive congratulations, beautiful day, the reception was lovely, I met his mother who's actually a Manchester United fan, and we ended up having a little Ryan Giggs thing song. <laughs> hey, if they're going to invite you, you've got to expect this expect kind of thing. the worst, yeah. Yeah. but no, it was a beautiful That's day. That's definitely on there. Yeah, <laughs> everybody had a really good time, and um, yeah, big shout out to them both. Great. Nice young couple. Fantastic, yeah, congratulations both. There has been the nominees for the Puskas Award, which is the best Sounds goal nice. of the year. Notable ones that are included are Slatan's uh, Kung Fu Kick for, for LA Galaxy. Uh, there's the Townsend Volley uh, for Palace versus City. Incredible. Which is a great goal. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'd seen all of the different nominees, and sometimes there are some uh, unusual picks, uh, one of which is uh, from Billy Simpson. Uh, she has this absolutely incredible volley inside her own half. From the, a goal kick, and wow. goes straight in. I don't know what kind of quality or level that the game's being played at, but it is an incredible 
But uh, yeah, all of those are at, uh, on the FIFA website if you want to have a look for yourself. Um, the ongoing soap opera at Bolton continues apace. <sighs> yeah, we had a game suspended uh, due to welfare concerns against Doncaster. We have been playing our kids, basically, uh, for about three weeks now. And they decided that it's probably not a good idea to keep hammering them into the ground, so they decided to call the game off, but didn't tell the league, or indeed their opponents, so I think they might get into trouble for that. Unbelievable. <laughs> and then on Wednesday, the manager resigned, and honestly can't blame him, he's not been paid for five months, <laughs> and the fellas, like Green and Absolute Saints, I think, but uh, decided to call it a day, and he goes with my good blessing, uh, thank you for, for all that you've done, but uh, yeah, it just came too much, I'm sure. It's the better times. Uh, yeah. Um, thank you to those who got in touch about petty rivalries. There's been some absolute crackers on there. Craig, especially, Man United fan, who uh, <laughs> he couldn't complete his Panini sticker album due to West Ham. <laughs> he could never get hold of a Frank McAvenny uh, sticker, so obviously he hates West Ham now. Uh, <laughs> we also had uh, Luis and Nate come in with Arsenal uh, fans really having a thing for Stoke. I think having uh, uh, yeah, their reaction to some injuries that were sustained um, playing playing in the potteries. So Sean Cross and Charlie Adams spring instantly to mind. We had the same problem with Stoke with Gareth Bale, actually. Charlie yeah. Adams seemed to follow him around so every time he played him. That's it. Bolton play Ipswich um, at the weekend, which is, maybe you remember from last week, another one of my petty rivalries. And that's because we got absolutely sawn off by a referee. <laughs> he was called Barry Knight, and he is—he uh, goes down in legend. He refereed the 2000 Football League First Division playoff, where he issued 12 yellow cards <laughs> and two red cards to Bolton players, and not one single Ipswich player. <laughs> he was never appointed another single uh, Bolton game in his career. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> so... Dear listener, we put it to you. What uh, occasions have you had that you've been absolutely sawn off by a ref? Absolutely gubbed. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'd like to see those on either Twitter, at Putty from the Put, and on Instagram as well. I have two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think this might be a hot topic, so yes. Well, one that springs instantly to mind is the Champions League final when um, Suzuku got done for handball when he was quite clearly looking and pointing in the direction of Trippier. And so take Manning the laces out of it. <laughs> hit him on the arm, and apparently he was given 25 oh, seconds the into the final. <laughs> wow. And um, there was another incident, I think it was 2005 at Old Trafford, with a couple of minutes of the game to go. And um, Portuguese player, I believe, Mendes, took a shot from just inside the half, went over Roy Carroll, went about two yards inside the goal. He hooked the ball out with his arm. The referee said no goal. I mean, he almost gets tangled up in the net. It's that Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Quick mention on uh, Trippier as well. He played for Atletico Madrid, who are my tip this season for the uh, La Liga. La Liga, thank you. <laughs> the name of the Spanish league escaped me for a moment. Yeah, he uh, he got the only assist in the game to Morata on, um, and they're now liking him. Marta just put an issue about uh, Trippier, saying they're liking him to David Beckham. Well, he's wearing his numbers, aren't he? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, big season for him, maybe a good move for him on Atletico Madrid. And finally. FA Cup team, Rodbridge Heath, Go. go, going to battle versus 
Hastings United. <laughs> I see what they're Ten sixty-six, <laughs> <laughs> and this is in the first preliminary round. I think it was an extra preliminary round that they got through against Punjab United. So go well, Rodbridge Heath. Go go go. That uh, we'll let inform you how they get on next week. All right, forthcoming attractions at uh, the Blue Fort. Friday will be open at eleven a.m. and we'll be obviously showing the game between Wolves and Everton mm-hmm. at midday. Saturday the doors will be open at six six thirty for all the seven o'clock fixtures, and obviously in anticipation for the nine thirty kickoff. Arsenal, Liverpool, and we'll be welcoming the Bayern Munich fans in as well at 9.30 against Schalke. But Sunday, the doors will be open for 6 o'clock for the Man City game, and then we'll be showing the Tottenham Hotspur versus Newcastle game at 8.30. As well, and for the Wolves. Wolves game, they'll be on as well, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Good stuff. <clears throat> We're also welcoming on the 31st the uh, Dortmund fans reviewing party here. We've been asked to do them, so... Um, nice. Could be interesting this season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good, yeah. How many more supporter groups can we get into the booth <laughs> Well, that's great. Oh, goodies. Brilliant. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, get in touch. Footyfromthefoot at gmail.com and at footyfromthefoot for all the social media. Uh, soundcloud.com slash footyfromthefoot is where you can access all of our uh, previous podcasts. Um, tell friends. Again, thank you to my pal Dave Sanster for our theme tune and the outro that you are about to hear. Give him a follow on at one in 20 Parkinson's. All right. Thank you once again, dear listener, and let's do this again next Thursday. Thank you and good night. Mm-hmm.